0: Mr. Pop. <laughs> oh yes, I get it. you spent $2.99.
1: <laughs> this is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix, and Mark Fine. Gentlemen, start your engines because we're about to begin yet another escapade into the long and lonely and dark road. It's a dead end, mind you. That is rock and roll. Welcome, everybody. My name's Kevin Hillier. With me, as always, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. You. Hello, hello, gentlemen.
2: Hello. Did you, did you say start your engine? Yes. Well, don't ever do it again. <laughs> okay. what? so offensive. I'm offended. Oh. And I know Fine is too. You know, he's got Jewish heritage and you come up with start your engine. Oh, you know, I'm
1: a Christian, and I find it offensive. Right? Okay. Um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Gee, it's been one of those days, hasn't it? It's been a day where everything has been uh, highly offensive. We're recording this on the day of the Oscars. we um, uh, were announced earlier today, and we've had all sorts of weird things going on. So we've got uh, no shortage of things to talk about, boys. But I want to I want to talk about you first before we get to events outside our uh, our own little uh, wheelhouses. Uh, finally how's the week been in the uh, in the shop at Lenny's in uh, in uh, Caulfield? Busy, busy. It's been good. Um, yeah, I'm learning
0: all about stock levels, and it's all very exciting. But
1: no, very good. Good to hear. Uh, and uh, and the, the, uh, the the uh, the the customers and you are getting on well. In the most part, yes, very well. <laughs> okay. now, now, when I say it was
0: busy, Brian, you'll yes. be pleased to know, not too busy to make a
1: trip down to my $2 shop. Oh,
2: you beauty. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll get to that in a tick because we've got to catch up with the uh, the week in the life of the rock star. I don't know if you've caught uh, some of the social media posts of the last 48 hours, funny but strap yourself in. Um, oh, boy. Uh, now let's start, but Brian. Can I start with the more sedate part of your existence at the moment?
2: Um, well, I'm staying with Lucky Phil mm-hmm. and his beautiful wife Becky and their lovely daughter Ella. Yep, and it, it's pissing rain, but you just don't really care. It's still warm. It's cool, and um, now I'm loving. I'm loving the Gold Coast, but um, I've probably got to come back. I know, probably in a week to do some stuff. I've got to make a film for a friend of mine and um, I've got a dig in Bendigo. So probably have to pop back. But, you know, yeah, but I'm getting desperate to find somewhere to live. And, you know, I noticed today there's a caravan park across the road from where Phil's living. I'm thinking, wow, (laughs) you know, maybe for a month. Just live in a caravan until I can find the joint I want to buy
1: or... Nothing says the Gold Coast more to me than Brian Mannix's Trailer Trash.
2: Well, you know, imagine you know, you're going on a date. Hey, uh, why don't you come back to my <laughs> joint? And it's a, it's a caravan. Oh, boy. Yeah, Trailer uh, Trash.
1: Yeah, that, that yeah, that's got you written all over. Now, now I, I, the, when I meant the sedate part of your existence on the Gold Coast, I meant your newfound uh, outside activity and vocation.
2: Oh, the lawn bowls. The um yeah, I'll tell you what. The the barefoot bowls, you know, better than just sitting in the pub and having beers with your mates, you just get on the, the lawn bowls and you, you're you bowling away and um you know, you're having a beer, you having a smoke, it's whatever you like. It's a great sport. And and I'm pretty friggin' good at it. I'm getting better every time. Like I played three times. And the last game we had I was playing against, I don't know, four or five other people. And we played seven innings, and I won five of them. So, you know, a couple of them were a little bit lucky. But, um, but no, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And it's just better to be outdoors watching the sun go down and bowling the ball and sitting in some crappy pub that's all cold and dark. And yeah, no. I'm loving
1: that. Now, Finny is a long-time, uh, you know, sports uh, journalist and uh, and sports broadcaster. Um, what can you bring to the table about uh, bowling for us that uh, might be a benefit to our our newfound uh, bowling compadre here?
0: Well, I mean, growing up, it was an achievement of the McKinnon Bowls Club to bend down and send your bowl away without cracking your pants. But nowadays, it is a sport <laughs> for a young. It is a sport for. A, you know, it's a more inclusive sport, I believe. Um, I've always wanted to take a bowling ball down with me. Is there any limit on the ball size? <laughs> now,
2: that Mr. is a couple of minor. Mr. Manning. Take that, take that terrible curve out of the thing. Just nah, yeah, well, ball on the bowling ball straight at the jack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's great. Now, now, Brian, have you picked up on the language of, of bowls? I mean, or are you just are you doing like a Mick Malloy? You're only there because the beers are cheap uh, in the in the clubhouse? No, I've been
2: mean, kissing the jack a few times, mate. <laughs> kissing the jack. Um, that, that's about the
1: extent. As opposed to um, the, the as opposed to the mid 1980s when uh, when you were not kissing the jack, you were um... Spreading the jack. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, I wanted you to finish it. I didn't want to be the one. I, look, I wore condoms before <laughs> it was cool. Oh, good. Thanks, Brian. We needed you to know, know that.
2: Because, no, no. Everybody in the rock industry was just rampantly getting herpes. Oh. And with my Catholic guilt, there was no way I would mentally survive. Oh. And my doctor got sick of me sort of coming in, and getting oh, I saw a sore throat after a tour, and I go, "Oh, and by the way, can you have a look at my dick?" And <laughs> and he just in the end he said, "Listen, you're so paranoid about this. Why don't you just wear a condom?" <laughs> I thought, "Shit, that's not a bad idea." And so I did, <laughs> and um, and you know, I didn't get herpes. Well. Hundreds of other rock stars did so. Well done, Brian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry to get
2: so deep. I'm so sure there early. was.
1: I'm sure there was no conversations like that over the bagels at uh, Lenny's today, uh, Finey?
0: Um, no, no, there was not. Look, I'm not surprised that Brian is playing the sport full of bias. It's <laughs> 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 full. It's full of bias. He a rough he almost gets the jack and he ends up in the
1: gutter. <laughs> 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 yes, we've got him tabbed completely. Uh, Beautifully done. Well, well done. Now, now, Mannix, I now want to move on to the next part of your Gold Coast existence, which on the weekend was performing uh, with the Absolutely 80s uh, band. Uh, well, not the Absolutely 80s band, a band you're putting together in Queensland. With Scott Kahn? they
2: they called the Absolutely 80s Band. Oh, okay. Got five. Okay. With the New South Wales Band, the Queensland Band, the Melbourne Band, the Adelaide Band, and the Perth Band.
1: All right. Well, you've got uh, – Kirky uh, was with you on the weekend. It was you and Kirky yes, and Scott yes, Kahn playing some yep. big gigs in Queensland. Now, yep. tell us about the latest injury you've incurred uh, d- uh. to yourself uh, during a gig. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well – we're backstage, and the stage is right next to the doorway to um, how you get on stage. So, and they've got these steps. Like one of them's really long, and the next one is really small. So I go to get on stage, and I trip over the step because it's not what you expect, and I fall onto the stage. It's like, well, that's not a great start, is it? Mm-hmm. And so I pick myself up, and you know, just start acting cool and and sing the song as if nothing's happened, and that's great. And then Scotty comes on, and so I'm walking off, and I'm, you know, proudly walking off because I've just been amazing. And yes. then I think these stairs are coming up. i better look at these. But what I didn't realise, because the stage is, say, two or three feet off the ground, that means the top of the door is only about four foot. Stage wise oh. So while I'm looking at the stairs I just powered into this freaking door And it the, the top of the door Knocked me flying backwards Back onto the stage And then I picked myself up Seeing stars touched the head And there's freaking blood everywhere Oh no And So And yeah look You know If I was a footy player They would have pulled me off But Because I'm in a band, somebody should have rooted me, although I already felt fucked. (laughs) But, but yeah, look, you know, if it was a footy player, they wouldn't let me go back on.
1: Would there have been a concussion Um, test? Would you have had to have uh, gone? If if you're a footballer,
0: Brian, they'd pull you off, but you're not. So you you could have pulled
2: yourself off. (laughs) Well, I probably should have pulled myself off, but – but, you know, the show must go on. Oh, man. right. And um, so, yeah, so then I'm there and there's blood everywhere and the girls, you know, trying to mop it up and this this other girl that's working for the pub, is it okay if I cut off all the hair here? <laughs> and I just said, you had to read But I think she must have had a little crack anyway because I've got a bald spot now from where the scar is, and it's like, you know, it's like chopping off the top of Molly's hat. You can't be doing that to me. So, yeah, I got in the shower the next day, and it was like getting a hammer in your head. It was awful. And, yeah, yeah, and then the, the sound guy did the same thing, and he was like, he was he concussed. Over. It, oh, so. I thought
1: I thought you mean he he cut your hair as well as the girl from the pub. No, he didn't bleed. He got himself in the forehead,
2: so he was all right. But he's got a big egg on his forehead. But um,
1: yeah, it was a real health
2: and safety issue. And I just said to Scotland mate, we need to make an incident report about this because. <laughs> no, we'll, well, you know, if I've got to get some hair treatment to get the hair I've lost. Oh yeah, yeah, back. They can pay for Ashley and Martin, I tell
1: you. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. Yeah, your, your neurosurgeons, Ashley and Martin, will both be in attendance.
2: Well, you know, I've met some lovely girls too, by the way. Is I, that right? I, I'm going on a couple of dates. I don't Uh-oh. know if I like them, but, you know, it's just nice to have a girl talking to you. Um, after having 36 years of right eh? girls, you sort of go wow, well, ah, you know. It's go and have a crap on and you go, Oh, well you're a shit person, I won't see you again. But (laughs) anyway,
1: (laughs) you're off to a flyer. (laughs)
2: Oh, look, you know. I'm just trying to get into the Queensland spirit and um, so far it's broken the nose nearly and I
1: chopped the chop off my head. So you're, you're having a wow of time. On. You're having rub a wow on. of time. All right, uh, so the if the waves don't get you the uh, the backstage uh, antics will. Now, I want to ask you both about the, the the biggest sporting event uh of the uh, of the last uh, 24 48 hours uh, clearly has been uh Lance Franklin. Um finally your thoughts on on buddy where he sits in the in the history of the game and uh, and what you thought about what happened uh, on uh, on Thursday night. Friday night, right. sorry. Well,
0: he, he is a champion, has always been a champion in an era now where there's very few key forwards. He's still a standout. He's a, a magnetic type of watch. And he's just more exciting and more talented than any other forward. And, and forwards, you know, football's bland, but not when Buddy plays it. So 1,000 goals... Will we see it again? I don't know. It, it's hard to say because we'll, you know, football will continue after we're dead, so we won't know. Mm. But the I'm so uninspired by the excitement and build up to the thousand goal, and the commentators had all their lines prepared. Whether you're listening to radio or TV, he started the season needing four goals. He's got to get them. You know, it, it, there's no great suspense to me and. I couldn't care less, and I don't know whether he could. Whether he gets them this week, last week, next week, yeah, it was exciting when a player kicked a hundred because that was a an achievement in that season. But he was always going to get this 1,000th goal, so I don't know why hanging on the edge of your seat to see it became so necessary for so many people. But in the end, I guess the girl with that got in the way of the cameras. More important than
1: him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where do you where do you rate him? I mean, there's been a lot of um, uh, media talk of where he sits in that in the you know the scheme of things. Well, is he better? Is he better than a Gary Ablett Senior? Is he better than a Wayne Carey? Where would where would you stack him in that in that list?
0: It's so hard because they played in an era that it was obviously conducive to forwards. We Tony Lockett, at Dunstall Ablett. Uh, you can go. Further back, and still not be sure who the best of all these key forwards were. When you add Hudson, McKenna, Wade, and yep. all the way back to Pratt, etc., uh, even those who preceded Pratt, Icky Lee and the such were, were brilliant footballers. So his numbers don't stack up to theirs. But the game has changed, so I think he sits comfortably alongside that group that is always discussed as the greatest key forwards and maybe even some of the greatest players in the game. Uh, I know that's a big statement, but uh, the one thing I would say is that he, even though he's by far, from a, he's not a selfish player at all, he commands the ball so much that he has, over the years, distracted his teammates to the point of costing them a grand final here or there for both clubs. You know, he's such a focal point, such a A demanding presence, it's hard not to kick to him, and that has not always been the best scenario for Hawthorne or Sydney.
2: But you reckon he's cost him a few grand finals, so you reckon he's I
0: reckon he cost, (laughs) I I do, I reckon he, I reckon he cost, um, uh, maybe Hawthorne, the the, you know, that Sydney grand final, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They were a bit. They were a bit obsessed with him, and, and then of course Sydney has not won a grand final with him. So they 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 were for many many years too Franklin conscious, I reckon.
2: Yep. So how many grand finals do you reckon Buddy Franklin's lost? To the two teams. Five, no, it's, not it's not him. It's not him. Teammate. you're saying it's him. You are saying this guy might have had a thousand goals, but let's not forget that he's lost six grand finals. For two well, Gary Ablett never won a grand final, no, and was not considered a team player. And for many,
0: is the greatest individual to play the game. But certainly not the greatest so, footballer
2: that team. So now, you you're saying Gary Ablett's shit out too? Now, <laughs> why <laughs> so, so angry? He, with he, all all he full forwards. He, he was a Batman or something.
0: Not, not necessarily conducive <laughs> to a premiership was Gary Ablett, was he?
2: because well, he never he did win one. He goals in the 1989 grand final and won the
0: Norm Smith medal. I don't think he could have done much more in that one. No, no, no. I'm, he certainly couldn't have. But he's still there for one one and given that team and their brilliant he was, brilliant
1: he was. Well, you know, Tony, yeah, well, this might well, be look, the year you know, that, this might be the year that, uh, that Buddy gets another another accolade. He might get a grand final because they look pretty good the Swans.
0: Yeah, I don't dude. think they're quite in Melbourne's
1: class. No, neither good. do I. Neither do I agree with that. They might be up there. Uh, we'll get to our footy tips shortly. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of the other things that happen. But while we're talking about uh, uh, footballers and uh, and uh, sporting pursuits, um, finally I know you like me. Uh, you're a boxing fan uh, in terms of you're not against the sport. And you do you do enjoy the sport no. as yeah. I as I do. What do you make yeah. of things like the Barry Hall, Sunnyville Williams uh, fight?
0: Well, you know, I've always, I, I, I've got to say, I was very much with Brett Staker on this one. You beauty. <laughs> yes. Um, Barry Hall stepped into the ring and got an absolute clobbering. And let me tell you, some of the blokes he hit in football weren't given quite that opportunity because he didn't do a face to face.
2: Well, I watched the fight, uh, Kevin Feining. Oh, did you watch it? Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We, um, Lucky Phil, got it on stand and we all, mates came over and we all sat around and watched the fight. The fight before was an absolute ripper. It was, there's was lots of blood and they just didn't give up and they'll pound the shit out of it. And then Barry comes on. It went for about a minute. You know, the national anthem probably take longer to sing than the um, than the fight went for. And I didn't notice, it, so I'm not a real boxing head, but Phil and a lot of other people sound like he didn't even have his hands up to sort of protect himself. He's got his hands around his hips and they just reckon that he just wanted to get smashed in the face and just take the money. But I think if it was rigged, you'd sort of stretch it out for three or four rounds, wouldn't you? Um, but, but what a – you know, I would have gone and fought Sonny Bill Williams is $2 million if all i got to do is take three big punches in the head. You, you know, I do that to myself anyway. <laughs> so, um, you know, give me 2000000 bucks, million, I'll get in with him. It. Bang, bang, bang. On but I would have moved around a little bit, held my hands up, and, you know, I might have even gone for a minute and ten because I just wouldn't let him get near me for a minute. You know, it would take him five seconds to knock me out. But, no, I thought it was really piss poor and probably did nothing for boxing
1: at uh, all. it certainly doesn't do anything for boxing. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, Tim Zoo. Now, he won, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he Why won. Not, he got knocked he out. He got knocked out. out. In the first round? Yeah, yeah he got okay. put a pizza.
2: Does that make him eligible for a world title now, Finey?
0: Well, he would like to think so. But there's
2: plenty of oh, bosses fight yeah. in his weight
0: division. There are these two brothers whose names are almost the same, or Charlo, I don't know. They're very similar names. They're both good bosses. Yeah, he's, he, he would certainly be in the frame for a world title bout, and... Can he box? You bet he can. Can he take a punch? Yeah. You bet he's, he's the real deal. But he'll, he'll be a up. world champion, but, won't he? Oh, he's, in a, he's in rarefied air, but tough company around those sort of middleweights and light middleweights and around that. That's sort of the glut of talent in the sport now, not the heavyweight. So he could be bloody good and not win a world title. Or he could be less good and get one of those cracky world titles. I'd rather he went for the real deal and we'll see how good he is. Yep.
2: Well, I think he's, I think he's great. And, um, now I've got a lot of faith in him. I think he's just, you know, and, you know, he, he beat, was it an American guy he fought today? G- Gazzoli or whatever yeah, his yeah. name was. Yeah. Well, you know, he beat. Him In America, normally, you know, you get that home team, Sydney Swans advantage. Um, and, you know, so he must have really outboxed the shit out of him.
0: Well, he, he looks like his dad. Yeah, he does. He's, he bigger. Ever. he's bigger than his dad and he might just be better than his dad. And that's saying
1: something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is saying something. Uh, not too sure about his next opponent, though. I believe it's either Barry Hall or Will Smith. Oh, or Will Lee. Smith.
0: Yeah, Will Smith. That's a good place to settle a score. No one would see. No one would
2: see that. A clever boy.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, have you caught up with that, Brian? Will Smith uh, slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars? No. Oh, you didn't know. What happened? Co- what happened? Oh well, Will uh, Chris Rock was em- uh, emceeing it and uh, made a joke about um, uh, Will's wife, Jada Pinkett, uh, and. Uh, oh. Uh, you Jada, can't do
2: a joke about somebody's wife. You can't do that.
1: Well, no, it was a, a, a joke about her hair because she's got a shaved head and he did a joke about, uh, Jada, terrific to see you. Can't wait to see your next film, G.I. Jane 2, when it comes out. Now- Oh, that's not too savage, is it? Well, I didn't know and I, I imagine a lot of other people wouldn't have known that Jada has been suffering from alopecia and it's a medical oh. condition. So that's why, and she's she's posted videos and done all that stuff about it. And then so uh, what looked like to be a joke that had gone down not so, not so great but not horribly badly, um, next minute Will's walking on the stage towards Chris Rock and slaps him and then walks off and sits down and uh, uh, Chris Rock goes, uh, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a G.I. Jane joke, sorry, uh, you know, and Will Smith proceeds to yell out, don't you have my, oh, I can't remember exact, the exact words, but uh, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. And wow. then when Chris Rock went, um, he repeated the exact same phrase again. And then that was the end of that. And then Will Smith obviously won the Best Actor for his uh, portrayal of um, Richard Williams, and got up and did a very teary um, speech. It was all over the shop, to be honest. But uh, so yeah, so there was a bit of a slap and tickle going on in the uh, in the old Oscars oh, no, today. I, I, I wish I'd seen it because oh, trust me, you'll I, see I, it four I, million I, times. I'm
2: not sure how to how to judge that because. I can see Chris Rock, okay, you know, G.I. and Debbie Moore had a, you know, skin edge. She yep. pretty much shaved all her hair off. So I get the joke. But you probably you probably should have done his research to find out why her hair is like that before he learnt, launched with the joke. But that's, I guess that's one of the things with comedy, which, you know, and I do it sometimes, I think this is funny and I push it too far and I end up offending somebody. I really try not to. I was talking to Dave O'Neill about it, and um, I said, you know, you've ever done this joke and it just pushed it too far and offended somebody? He goes, oh, mate. And he goes, I'm doing this gig, and there's this guy there, and he's wearing really shit clothes. He looks <laughs> And he goes, mate, what happened to you? Did you you know, get dressed in the dark this morning? The guy was blind.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. It, said, it, said it was just. Oh, you can't gosh. know that
1: when you do the thing, but yeah. Oh well. Yeah.
2: You know, so it's-, it's probably one of those moments where I can understand. Will Smith, you know, sticking up for his wife and how dare you? And I don't know that assault is the answer. I don't think violence is ever the answer. But no. um, but um, yeah. No. Wow. That's that's an interesting piece of. Uh, News F- there
1: finally had you caught up on that one, yeah. Yeah, don't worry, Brian, you'll get it
0: in Queensland in about three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good old Will Smith. Well, he's played Muhammad Ali, hasn't he? Yeah, he did, he did too. Yeah, so he's known how to swing one. And Chris Rock, when
1: with he his, with his squints with his
0: gags, he's quite funny, Chris Rock, but
1: yeah. He, well, he's I about dare. to tour Australia, so I dare say we'll get a we'll get a dose of that in a couple. I think it's about six or seven weeks he's uh, he's touring out here, so we'll yeah, good. we'll no they get to relive that another uh-huh. hundred and fifty million times uh-huh. when he comes out here.
2: I don't like his humour at all, Chris Rock. Nah, because he's always like it's just you know, and this is going to come strangely for me, but it's always just straight in the gutter. Like he comes out and he goes, you know, his pussies and his chaps. And pussies and cops. And just, it's just like, really, this is how you start the show? And it's just too much about pussies and cops okay. and shit for me. It's just, you know. I saw it, him interviewed
1: not- just a couple of weeks back. Peter Hellyer did an interview with him on the project um, to talk about the upcoming tour. Um, and all he talked about was how the only reason he was back on the road and doing stuff is because he didn't have a prenup. And he's got enormous child support payments, and he had to give an enormous amount of money to his ex-wife, and uh, that's the only reason he's on the road. And uh, I'll just come out there and you know do my shows, and off you go. It was it was about as about as funny as that knocking your, al- knocking your head on a backstage uh, balustrade.
2: Well, I was going to say it sounds hilarious. Um, you know, but no, yeah, I think yeah. when I wait, was, hey, hang on, hang on. yeah, he was interviewed by Peter hell yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I was wow. I was about to point out it was one of the worst interviews I've seen in a long time because it, it went nowhere and it never was gonna go anywhere. And it it I couldn't I couldn't work out for the life of me where Peter was coming from because he was talking to him like he wasn't a comedian um or he'd never done comedy in his life or whatever. It was it was really a very strange interview from start to finish.
0: Fanningham, you are you in you, Hutchinson? You've got more photos of people than Cody. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: now, yeah. now, Kev, far be it from me to you know, want to dictate the pace or the format of this show,
0: mm-hmm. but,
2: but our good friend, Mr Fine, mm-hmm. did mention that he made it into the $2 shop. Well, and this.
1: that was the very next thing we were going to, Brian. Nice segue. Ah, thank you because um, I'm just dying to hear yes, what
2: happens. We all are. And, la- and lucky Phil's been going, he's going, he's finally been talking about the, <laughs> the the Chinese man. I go, no, nah, no, nah, he, he hasn't been in the well, last two weeks, but let's but he's back but he's back. Let's, so let's venture, down, uh, uh, venture
1: down venture down Inkerman Road and off we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. All right, well I needed something.
0: Oh. What did you need? I was, I was mailing something off to a mate in New South Wales and I got an express post bag and I needed a, a sharpie pen to write his address on it. <laughs> so I went in there and as soon as he saw me, he turned around and walked away from me. I thought, this has not started well. So I caught up with him and, I, and, and then he goes, I oh, do you to here? what do you want? Settle down, settle down. I'm not, I, I actually want to buy something. Oh, <laughs> and, I, I said, and I said, Have you got, have you got a, do you sell something like a Sharpie pen? We don't, what do you want a sharpener? Five okay. pen. Why do you need a sharpener? Anyhow, they, 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 just look in the store. I said, Not a sharpener, a Sharpie. I don't know what that is. All right, so I'm walking through the store. Now, no word of a lie. I find this packet. They look like sharpies. You get. I, I wish I could show it to you. I've got it in the just in the shop. You get six black ones, six red ones, six green ones, and six blue ones. That's twenty-four sharpies, right? Good God! For two dollars ninety-nine. Choice. <laughs> so I bring I it up quality. the quality. I bring it up the front. But so I am thinking to myself, I've only got to write a name and address. Surely I'll be able to get something out of these 24 pens. I'll give him a $5 note. and He looks at me and he goes, you don't have to call your mother, do you? <laughs> I, 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 I do to remember that, do you? Yes, yeah, I remember very well. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> take the, take the purchase. And he gives me the change. And he goes, my wife, you're not welcome here. I said, what? <laughs> she was nowhere to be seen. She said, you're a bad so, spirit. She thinks you are a demon. I said, what? She <laughs> <laughs> me, uh, do you know what a toad is? I said, yes, I know what a toad is. He goes, well, my wife thinks that your actual form is a toad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I hope you – I said, and you believe that, do you, that I'm actually a frog? What frog. Frog is good. You are toad. <laughs> I said, oh, that's a distinction between frogs and toads. Uh, uh, she reckons that I bring back – I'm a bad omen, that when I come to the shop that day, sales are down. Oh, God. Um, I said, look, look, you've got to take control, mate. You are uh, – <laughs> this is not. This is this is not it's mumbo jumbo. It's not, I'm not a toad. He, go, he goes. I know that, but I have to live with her. That is a Chinese custom. Religion do not question her authority. <laughs> I said. I, can, I I said. Do I know what goes on here? He goes. Well, that is my situation. Not you. <laughs> I said, well, anyhow, you tell her that I bought something today. Oh yes, I did. You spent two dollar ninety nine.
2: She'll
0: be so pleased. She will. She will think you are the best of people. <laughs> I said, this is the best bit. I said, look, I own a business, and I don't discriminate between customers whether they spend a dollar or fifty dollars. Ah, ha, ha, what business you own? You to be. Oh, God. I said, I own a business. He goes, "Can you where it is?" I said, "I might keep that to myself." No, I will visit you. Oh God! I will take up your name. I will be a demon in your shop. How do you like that? <laughs> oh, I said, "It's not. It's not your sort of shop." He goes, <laughs>
1: "He's desperate to know what it, where it is." I'll oh, bet. Uh, next week, I'm yeah. going to invite. Oh no! Oh God! <laughs> oh,
0: I, I said, look, I made it sound very dodgy. I said, look, my partner, we don't let any just anybody through the door, but I'm going to organise for you to come next week. What sort of business is it? <laughs> you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> and, and, and then I said to him what he said to me. Will you get permission from your wife? Because <laughs> I will do what I want when I want. <laughs>
1: uh, so, very big talker when his wife isn't there. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he uh, does, does do, a do lot. Do we of know
2: f- his? Do we know his name yet? Yeah,
0: I, I I try to get his name, but I prefer just what I call him. Well, or what I call the top.
2: The two the angry Chinese man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Discount savings, bargain discount. It's got five different names on the door. Oh, Wait till you! I've got to show you these pens.
2: You got to show him the chart so that he can. We can have you know his two dollars shop pick of the week.
0: Oh, but he, 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 it's all about time and wasting time and. And Jimmy, but you know what he said to me. See, when you are here, nobody comes to my shop. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, yeah. I, I was having dinner, and I was having lunch. I said, I was having lunch. There's a roast chicken shop across the road. I said, I was, I was having lunch with the roast chicken shop, and I saw that aisles were full of customers bumping into each other, whatever. I said, nobody's been here for the last hour, mate. That is not true. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I didn't argue with him. I don't want to argue with him. I want to be his mate, but he's very – I was getting bad counsel from his wife. He sticks on the (laughs) toad. You're a toad.
2: Uh, Uh, I I, I am coming down to Melbourne in probably the next week or something. Do you want to come Um, and visit? You have to visit me down down I'll come and check out your sh- store, finding, But then Yeah, you've you got to do f- it with me because
0: you've got to get him. You've got to get him.
2: Yeah. I can ever again get so him. So I'll go buy a $5 ukulele and say. No, you've got to get him as a
0: salesman. My, my, he's, he's, he's great when he's chirpy and selling. When he sees me, it's like a dark cloud rolling. In. Yeah,
1: because you're not going to buy anything. <laughs>
0: well, i bought something. Oh, you're just you at your mother's permission. on <laughs> day.
1: Yes, we'll I said see. i just bought oh. 25. <laughs> Leave me alone. Did they, um, did they work, the pens? I, you know what? <laughs> like all these things,
0: I couldn't open them. Oh, Jesus.
1: You oh, know, yeah, I, like when I, you
2: buy a pack of razors, you, you need uh, a, oh, a chainsaw to get, get them out.
0: Oh, the worst is when I bought a battery because my battery in my car, my car key went flat. Have yeah. so I told yeah. you what happened? No. You cannot get them out of the you know those watch batteries. You know the little flat ones. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're the ones that they were reckon the most dangerous known to mankind.
0: Yeah, well, I couldn't get it out of the plastic thing, and I could. I needed it to drive my car. So oh. the only thing I had that could break open the plastic was the car keys. <laughs> and I snapped the car key in half. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want to see Max. I want to see Maxwell or whoever if they're called. That, that's not fair.
1: Yeah, well, they put it's them in better. the they put them in the harder, harder, harder plastic and that because they reckon they're, they're the most dangerous because they're the ones a kids swallow because they look like a lolly.
0: Yeah, but I ended up opening the thing with my teeth. I did almost swallow it. <laughs> and, I, swear, uh, I swear, I swear, I swear, I get into it. I had no intention of eating uh, the thing. Tell me, where I can open sure? it. I lost it. Those car keys are worth four hundred bucks or something. I'm down to one yep. because of that. Stupid battery,
2: yeah. And the and good thing about that story, okay, there's any silver lining. It's a great little scene to put in a movie or in a story or in a book, you know, like the guy's there and his batteries are flat and he's got his thing that he breaks his key and he's got to be somewhere at a certain time but everything's going wrong, <laughs> and, um, you know, that's just the start of it. That man. has. Uh, after that, he's got to try and catch the bus, but he doesn't have the ticket because the 7 no longer sells the ticket, and it just becomes wonders. It's like nightmares
1: I have. What was that Michael Douglas getting- film where he walks into McDonald's and they won't serve oh, him because I- it's after 10.30? Which one was that? Falling Down. That's it. What a great movie.
2: The guy's just had enough. Yep. And and all the shit that happens it comes to him. He goes, and there's a great line at the end of it. He goes, "So what? I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad <laughs> guy." And well, we rooted for him all the way through it. You know, he was doing everything that we wanted to do. Exactly. Like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I used to want to get a like an old FB holder with a bull bar and you know when you'd see cars that they poking their nose out too far over the stop sign, smashing them. Well, you know you're over the stop line; it's your fault. And anybody that does the wrong thing on the road, you just smash them with your with your car that you don't care about. You just give them a nice bump and a nice dent in their car and teach them some road
1: manners.
2: Off now. you go. Funny, I mean,
0: I've, 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 I've fantasised about being like a robocop where I am judge, jury, and law enforcer for Melbourne. Like, I can All just right. go around out, house, down their door with my robot arm, Say yeah. that you have been found guilty by Mark Fine of something that offends me, <laughs> and blast their heads, <laughs> their
2: Good God! You have been Mark Fine. <laughs> I would pay to see that. I would think yeah. that would be beautiful. I think you've got a, probably two or three sequels in it as well.
0: Yeah, let me let me tell you. If that ever happens, next time you watch what's it called that. Keep show showing Channel Ten. The panel, what's it called? The project. The project.
2: Mm. Yeah, don't don't hang around for Peter hell yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no. But I tell you what, I I can see myself having a little part in that movie, the finding RoboCop or fine police, whatever you call it. You know, find justice. There going, I'd be I'd be there, you know, probably to... Old wig on, or you know, I'll just cut my head some more. But you know, listen, funny you're out of line. You got to follow the book. <laughs> Hand over your badge. And give me your gun. So, are you going to be Huggy?
0: Are you from? Uh, old... No, no. I <laughs> want you to be Deputy Maniac. You think I'm bad? Oh. Here comes Deputy Maniac.
2: Who? <laughs> right. You want to fly? Okay, we're going to fly. I'm Rocky. All right. <laughs> He's been okay, trying to shoot on a million dollars of equipment. Now I'm just going to kick your ass. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, I, was talk- uh, yeah. I was talking about Colombo today. What a show that was.
1: Great show. Love Columbo.
0: <laughs> For 55 uh, no, minutes, no. It was the most befuddled, useless police detective on the planet. Yep. 55 minutes in, he's no closer to solving the crime than he was after the opening credits. Completely, he's a mile off. He's about to get the fat. Oh, I love him. Goes, and then he walks back in and he goes, just one, one, one thing's been bothering me, just one thing, always mm-hmm. one thing. If you, but I thought- in a way, not smoke, then why is her lipstick on the cigarette? You know, <laughs> he ran 55 with, it's like a horse, it's 40 metres blast with 200 to go, winning. I mean, he comes from nowhere every episode.
2: Now I think that was half of his technique, is that he—that was all his technique. He he, he he talked to them. He talked to them and said like, "Okay, so it was just a normal dinner party, and yeah. all right, so okay, all right." And then he'd be going, and then he just—and I'm, I'm acting this out as one. it—and he go, "Actually, there is one other thing." And that was yeah. always the cue. That was what yeah. he was really wanting to know. He sussed out the shit. And then yeah. that, oh, by the way, my wife, yeah. she likes opera. And do you like opera? Because I noticed there's an opera record over there. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that would be that would be the now I thought he was played dumb to be clever. And I'd like, yeah, that I like about live.
0: It was always, just one thing, and then I'll get out of your head. If your wife was here on Thursday night, then why is her underpants in my glove box?
2: <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I look. I just was a couple of things. I just wanted to check. Up one thing, on. I now, Colombo, one said, thing I liked about the other One thing I liked about
1: Colombo, he had impeccable manners.
2: Oh yeah, terrible. Clothes, you know the shit out. And, and also, Peter hate. Fork was cross-eyed. Yes, I like that so about him, though.
0: You never quite knew who he was talking to, <laughs> yeah,
1: which was part of the mystery of the show. You didn't know who he was, who his major suspect was, because he was looking at four people at once.
0: Who was his okay. I used to like. Lo- love the. You know, every cop show, every one of those shows back in the day, had a frustrated boss. Yes, like. Like, I used to love Night Stalker. And the, oh, the boss Darren
2: McGavin, that was great. Yeah. Well, he was Cold Sack. But the thing.
1: Yeah, he was the Night Stalker. Darren McGavin was the Night Stalker. Yeah, yeah he'd, he'd,
2: he'd, get, he'd, he'd get Vincenzo. evidence of a vampire that really happened. He'd get yeah, the I the saying that his, boss- his camera would get smashed. And yeah, he never had the name- proof. His boss's name was Vincenzo. Right.
1: I can't remember who played his boss.
0: Yeah, but he was called Vincenzo and he, you know, I'm telling you a you don't bring me the photos this time, you're fired!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like J. Jonah Jameson from um, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, mate. Listen, Parker, you give me photos of Spider-Man, I'm going to get somebody that will and... I know this is a great line in a Spider-Man comic, which I always love. It's from the, an early one in the 60s, and he sold the the photos, Peter Parker sold the photos to J. Jonah Jameson, and then he goes, yeah, kid, buy your girlfriend some twist records. And <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter Parker thinks to himself, good, he thinks I'm just a normal kid, but... Just that line, you know, and I still to this day, and so does Lucky Phil. We, (laughs) you chuck somebody twenty minutes ago. Here, kid, buy your girlfriend some Twist records.
1: Hey, now, boys, a couple of other things I wanted to mention uh, before we uh, get into our footy tips for this week. And if we've got time, we'll do the chat. If we run out of time, we, uh, we'll hold it over till next week. But uh, uh, Brian, Taylor Hawkins, the, uh, the drummer with the Foo Fighters, passed away on the weekend. We still don't de- – details of why and now and all that sort of stuff is still pretty sketchy, but that was a bit um, left-centred, to say the least.
2: Wow. I was so surprised because the guy looked so fit. Yeah, you did. And so strong and that um, I don't know what's happened and I don't really want to cast aspersions on it, but they were playing in Argentina and I think he died in Colombia. Um,
1: well, and, they, know,
0: I, I will say they found him with a, apparently a cocktail with seven different drugs in his body.
1: Yeah, that's what the, um,
0: yeah, the initial well, autopsy report, Which we on. all know is too less than a musician needs for his
2: daily yeah, intake. I know. Like, you know, I couldn't I couldn't cope without at least twenty nine drugs in my body. But, yeah. um, he, he yeah, but getting- as soon as as soon as we heard Columbia, we said, we "went oh, f***. Yep. But there's also been speculation that, like, you know, you've got just the COVID vaccination and then the drugs. Maybe that's a problem. I don't know. Yeah, this yeah. is just all no, pub that- talk and speculation. Yep. But. Um what a tragedy. What a great guy. And um, you know, so I've seen a few of their documentaries and stuff. And he said one was one hell of a drummer. And um yeah, no, it's 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 you know, was he, 52? Gee, fifty two? Fifty. Know, fifty. Yep. Uh, that's no, no, no. That's very, very, very sad. Yeah, and um, that guy should have at least got another twenty years out of his life.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, if you don't make it to seventy these days, it's uh, that that in itself is a tragedy. But to to, to check out at fifty is uh, ridiculous. Uh, Another one I wanted to mention was Alan Hopgood, the actor, the Australian actor who uh, passed away during the week at the age of 87. He wrote and starred in And the Big Men Fly and did Bell Bird and Prisoner, a few other things. He was a really, really good Australian character actor and sad to see his passing uh, during the week as well.
2: Yeah, The Big Men Fly was um, it was a pretty good movie. Um, pretty good stage show know, too
1: um, from memory. I think I saw it once or twice.
2: Yeah. I think it was a book to start with. Did he write it? Yeah, he wrote or- it. Yeah. Yeah, from all reports, the book was better than the movie, um, which is not uncommon. Mm. But, yeah, actually I think I met Alan Hopgood somewhere and, you know, at a gig or something and I knew the name. And then, but, yeah, he seemed like a lovely guy and, um, you know, great contribution to Australian literature. So, um, you know, once again we've lost another Another good
1: one. Yeah, we have. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about it. Anything before we get into our footy tips? Anything else you want to bring up before I uh, close the door on that and we move to the footy tips finally? Good to see England lose to the West Indies by 10 wickets. Really? I missed that. Did they really? Yeah, they
0: lost the test by 10 wickets. Good grief. Um, the staff of the West Indians was their wicketkeeper who scored his maiden test century. Wow. A, the white man.
1: Who is their wicked keeper? I'm. I'm not. I'm not I must have been. I'm not up with the West Indian Test side. His name's De Silva. What? Oh, okay.
2: Hey, what's he doing in the team? <laughs> no, no, no. I want some apartheid going on here. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I don't want any of these. There hasn't been. There hasn't been too many over the
1: team. years uh, in the West Indies. Oh
0: well, originally they had a lot of white West Indians. Yes, but that was before our time. Of course, there was that bloke who played for Queensland, played a few tests.
1: The West Indies. I can't remember his name, but he was uh, Asian. Oh, um, oh, was uh yes. Um, it wasn't great. No, he wasn't great. He wasn't a great uh, test player. Um, no. Oh, I'm trying to think of his name. Yeah, it's gone completely out of me. I'll think of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we should mention the Australians won the uh, the series in Pakistan uh, in pretty good uh, pretty good fashion yeah, too. Good. In the last test, they did it well. Yeah, it was good. That was a good win.
2: I didn't follow and, and, any
1: of it. Uh, well, and so. I know, and I was about to ask you because Usman Khawaja has scored just under 500 uh-huh. runs in that series. I think he made 496 this,
2: runs. This man is a prick. <laughs> um, he is a dirtiest no, no I've no, ever met. No, no, you've no. You've never met when him. I Don't met say
1: him. you have met him. You've well, never met
2: personality him. personality-wise, I'm sure he's all right, but as a freaking cricket player, he frustrates the shit out of me. You know, when I needed him to make runs – You know, a year ago, he'd make seven. He'd make eight. He'd be just shit ass. And then so I just start picking on him and I go, no, this guy, don't put him in the team. He's shit. And then I'm starting to make bets with people. No, Kawaja will make less than 30. He's shit. And then, of course, what does Kawaja do to, you know, root me up? Well, he did, it to he, do, says, he did to get well, you. He well, Mannix has got a bet on me, so I'll freaking hit 100 and just make me look stupid. Mark Waugh used to do that to me as well. Um, I began, what's Mark Waugh doing in the team instead of Dean Jones? Dean Jones should be there. And then Mark Ward would make, you know, 120 or something. Like I don't know. And then Michael Bevan, I'm oh, at some pub in Manham, in South Australia, and I go, "Who's this fricking prick, Bevan? What's he doing in the fricking team?" And all the locals are going to me, "You know, well, you know, he's, nobody's got him out." And I go, "I'm having him out right now. He can just f- right off." Right. And that was the game where, unfortunately, I wasn't at the pub anymore. But they needed a six off the last ball or something. And Bevan smashed the six and won the game. And it's like, oh, God, I'm glad I wasn't back at the pub after all the shitbagging
1: I'd done. You clearly have an unbelievable eye for cricket talent. Uh, yeah. And it's good to see that it's still working every bit as well now, 20 years later, when you watch Usman bat.
2: Kev, yeah, I think I bring out the best <laughs> in these shit players. Uh,
1: well, once I he's start on start bagging them, they fire up. He's on fire. You, you cannot fault uh, his his form of recent times. He since he's got back in that test team, he's just um, he's uh, making runs for fun. Right now, let's get to our footy tips, boys, for uh, this no, coming week, right. round three. There uh, wash, wash up from round two has finally got six again. Uh, this time <laughs> though. We didn't uh, fare as badly, Brian. You and I both got five. So, yeah, okay, um, so we're even. Fine, He's picked the uh, the eyes out of that one again and uh, has increased his lead now. He's up to 12 and we're on eight. Um, right. That's, yeah, that's right. eight each, not eight between us. We've done a little better than that. So uh going to how...
2: get lucky Phil to help me with this. All right. Sydney?
1: Let's uh, sail, through the, uh, sail through the through the the tips. Uh, Thursday night, the first game, the Bulldogs take on the Swans at Marvel Stadium. Finey.
0: So, you'd be tempted to tip the
2: doggies. I've
0: got to turn it around,
2: but I. Bulldogs or swans?
1: Oh, I'm going to go to swans. I think they're good. No, no, no. I'll change my mind. I'm going Bulldogs. Bulldogs, Bulldogs. Bulldogs, right, Brian? Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Um, oh, damn it. I'm going to swans. Swans, okay. Brian, well, I've got you, Melbourne and Essendon, your mob. You what jump... are you going for? You're jumping off? Oh, I'm going. Sorry, I'm going for the Bulldogs. Obviously. Big surprise there, funny. Uh, Now, Brian, uh, Essendon or Melbourne? Look, they were a lot better this week, the Bombers.
2: But, you know, what are you kicking? Nine goals, 18 or something. You know, trucks should just be saying, listen, boys, we've got our fitness right. Those are the uh, goal kickers, just keep running around the oval. But the rest of you, let's just learn to kick. If we'd kicked straight, we could have won that game. And I do have questions about the umpiring, the third quarter. Mm. I, I, I can't believe some of the decisions that were made. Mm. Um, I didn't notice the ones that probably were unfair to us and were fair to us and mm. but, but I did notice the ones that we were robbed. Um, but so, no, nah, look, I don't think we can beat them. You know, no, nah, so I'm gonna go for Melbourne. I, I hate to do that, but
1: Ooh, I think we're going Oh, it's Melbourne for me and for you, Finey right. Melbourne, I'm assuming. Yeah,
0: Marit's out for two months now. Yep. Oh you know, no, it hasn't started
1: haven't been start at all for Melbourne combined. Hey Brian, could you get him to turn the T V down in the background yeah. a bit?
2: Do you reckon? Sorry. I, I had to go down to the balcony.
1: Oh right. And
2: um so you the balcony consult- and then I was Because you know, when you're in a high rise, you know you've got to be conscious of other people's noise. And you know, I'm loud, and I'm laughing at finey and the Chinese man, and and you know, people on the other things. Just like, oh, so I sort of better just just
1: tell them you're a rock star, Brian. They they forgive if you tell them you're a rock star, you get forgiven for everything. You that's know that. That's not true, Kev. That's, that's not, not bullshit. True. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> you, you've not spent true. spent 60 years doing that. Or not, not you, get a, 60 years. you get
2: away with a little bit more, but not
1: everything. Oh, close. Um, Adelaide Crows take on Port Adelaide. This will be at Adelaide Oval on Friday night. Mr Fine, which of the Adelaide teams are you choosing? they
0: are not going well,
1: but I'll go for Port. Port for you. Port for me as well. And I agree with you, it's like, I know, it's like choosing between two lollies you don't like. Uh, Brian? Well, Adelaide, they won this weekend, didn't they?
2: No, they lost to Collingwood. Mm No. And they won a game? No. No. Port seemed pretty shit-ass. They they went terrible this weekend. Well, they made 54 and got beat by about 30, 40 points. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, you know. People expect many come last in this competition. Mm. I'm going to put my neck out and say the Crows, they're going to have enough pride to fuck up. For, oh, excuse my French um, um I'm going to go for the Crows.
1: Okay. Saturday's game start with the Giants and the Gold Coast Suns at Giants Stadium on uh, Saturday afternoon. I will go the Giants in that one, not with any great conviction, Finding.
0: Yeah, I, I thought Gold Coast plays well against Melbourne, but they just don't quite have the personnel, so I'll go with the Giants. They were bad against Richmond, but you got a tip of against Gold Coast.
1: Gold Coast is your is second team now, Brian, or not?
2: They're my second team, Kevin and Finey, and um, naturally I'll be backing my boys in on this. Um, they are going to, you know, as you said, Finey, they went well against Melbourne. You know, Melbourne's... You know, that's the elite. And who are they playing, Kev? The Giants.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Where are they playing, mate? At Giant Stadium.
2: Oh, it's a really,
1: well. really big stadium in Sydney.
2: I'm still going to get, stick with my boys, the Gold Coast. So you've got to have loyalty. <laughs> All right. Now that I've been barring it for them for three weeks. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Collingwood take on the Geelong Cats at uh, the MCG on Saturday night. Whoa, this is a toughie to pick, Finey.
0: Very interesting. So no, I'm going to take the to bounce
1: back. Cats? Yep. Mr. Mannix?
2: Well, I'm going to enjoy the game a lot more if I'm barraging for the Cats. And, and that's stuff Collingwood. You know, they're in an easy draw. They, you know, who have they beaten? they anybody that's worth beating. The Adelaide Crows. No, you know, I can beat the Adelaide Crows. Right. <laughs> you know, you mean fine. We get 15 other blokes. We'll beat the Adelaide Crows. They're shit. Actually, no, I just backed them, didn't And they beat um,
1: the Saints in round one.
2: The Saints are just having a bad day. Right. So you get yeah.
0: Yeah, they were good. hmm
2: uh so, so what 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 was the decision, Collingwood or who?
1: Or cats. Yes, yeah, so are you going for the Cats? We're going for the Cats. Okay, you're going for the Cats. I'm going for the Cats as well. Uh, I don't mind Collingwood, though. Uh Brisbane Lions take on North Melbourne. Uh, North Melbourne we've got a win, of course. The Lions are going along reasonably nicely. This is Saturday night at the Gabba Finey? Oh
0: North Melbourne were terrible for a half against that poor no name team from the West. Yeah. It hit their straps. They're not, they're not hit to carry prison bootlaces.
1: Yep. Couldn't agree more. Lions for me as well. And for you, Mr Mannix?
2: Well, I'll kiss to death things. North Melbourne coach is going to really rev them up. Lions are slow starters. Um, you really got to be on top of them by half time, and then maybe they won't come back. No, nah, actually, I've got to go to the light. No, nah, no, nah, stuff it. I'll go north. Go to the Kangaroos.
1: North Melbourne, okay. Carlton, the Sunday games. Now, Carlton play Hawthorne at the MCG on Sunday afternoon. Are you convinced about the Blues yet, Fanny?
0: Oh, yeah, I am, but I'm pretty impressed by the Hawks as well, of course. Mm. I will go with the Blues, though. They've got, gee, they're good in the Kurnow Mackay up forward. They've got that. The midfield will all be together for the first time because they'll get Sarah back and Jack Martin will play, now there. Good, I'm
1: tipping Carlton. Yep, I'm tipping Carlton too. Uh, Though Hawthorne were good, as you said. Uh, Mr. Wow. Mannix, what's your dissertation on the Carlton and Hawthorne game? Well,
2: wow, well, fellas, you know, um, I'm looking for some upsets this week. Um, Hawthorne has surprised. Have they lost a game? Uh, You're did- on top of the yeah, exactly. What happened today? What?
1: No, they haven't lost a game. No.
2: I don't think they're going to lose a game. I think Carlton's just sort of, you know, hey, how about us? We're pretty good. We don't have to try. Hawthorne's just desperate. Hawthorne for me.
1: Okay. St Kilda, the Saints, your Saints uh, take on Richmond at Marvel Stadium at uh, 3.20 on Sunday afternoon. I think Richmond will win this finally, unfortunately. i just do not quite convinced about the Saints. What about you? No, not convinced
0: at all. And last year we played them at Marvel round three and we couldn't get the ball. It was embarrassing. We did beat them in the return contest. But no, my memory is unfortunately etched with that terrible game and I'm going to sit tight with it.
1: Yep. Mr. Mannix. St
2: Kilda Richmond. I've had I've had a bit of interesting mail on St Kilda from my sources, which I can't reveal. Mm -hmm. But um, Cochin is cooked. They can't even find a spot for him anymore. And Dusty has not got over his dad. Although he played a blinder, I believe, on the weekend. But um, not exactly. A lot of. what? Well, a lot of people are expecting, um, look, even people coaching staff at Richmond are saying, nah, we're cooked. So my advice that I've been giving as far as tipping is back the Swans a lot and back against Richmond a lot because they're not functioning well. So who are they playing the Swans?
1: No, they're playing St Kilda and it's just the St Kilda-Richmond game. Oh, no, but I'm told St Kilda just
2: gonna be shit, so.
1: Who are you um, picking?
2: Richmond. Richmond, okay. But, but, but okay. I will take it on board. Don't back Richmond every week because they're going to they're gonna fall apart this year. They probably won't make the eight.
1: Okay, well, let's get to the final game of the weekend. It's the battle over in the west. The Eagles, if that's what they're still called, are taking on the Fremantle Dockers up to Stadium six twenty pm on uh, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I feel I feel really sorry for the Eagles for the predicament they found themselves in, but I, and I can't tip them. But I'm going to have to go for the Dockers, who I'm as unconvinced about as anything probably in the universe. Uh, but I will go for Freo because I think uh, the Eagles just yeah, the Eagles. struggling. What do you reckon, Finny?
0: Well, I must get a few back this week, West Coast. Now, I'll tip the, I'll tip the Eagles because three are out of shit out. They are. And they've lost their Ruckman Garcia, I reckon. I don't know. They just don't they just move the ball quickly enough. They don't have a forward one.
1: Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, so, are you the casting vote here, uh, Mr Mannix? Are you going to uh, the West Coast Eagles? I am going
2: to the think tank. Where's Phil? You're going Phil. to the
1: think tank. Is that what you've been drinking out of? Fremantle or Dockers. <laughs>
2: Fremantle or the Dockers. Oh, Fremantle or West Coast.
1: <laughs> Fremantle or the Dockers. <laughs>
2: yes, well, yeah. this is why he's good. Yes.
1: So who are you picking? What are you going, Phil?
2: I'd go frio. He's going Freo and I like him, so I'm going Freo.
1: All right. Well, I'm pleased that uh, that you like him and I'm pleased you're going for Freo because at least we got through the tips. Now, boys, we've run out of time to do the chart, but what I do want to do is plant the seed in your head by reading the top ten of this chart and we'll do it next week. It's the SAFM chart from September twentieth, nineteen eighty four. This is when you're at the height of uncanny X Men power, Mr. Mannix. I'm not even in the chart. I know that.
2: Well, how am I at the height of my power? Well, September eighty four you
1: September eighty four you blokes were going well.
2: No, October, when everybody wants to work came out. We yeah, well, there you going go. Going.
1: You're on the you're on the cusp. You're on the cusp of breaking out understand. nationally.
2: This is not a great chart for me, Kev. I didn't say I'm once. not in it. Well, you—you're on the me, cusp.
1: This is what he you're aspiring. It.
2: Oh, it's just a great chart for me. It's not.
1: This was what you're aspiring to this be a part was, of. This is what this th- is the fabric no, of what no. you wanted Kevin, to be part of,
2: Kevin. Kevin, this was the mess I had to fix.
1: Oh, of course, and it was. unfortunately,
2: <laughs> I can only take one spot in the top forty.
1: Well, let's have a look at the top and, ten,
2: and that happened in. October, I think. And there's
1: uh, there's some really good songs in this chart. There's some very ordinary ones, but some really good ones. Number ten was Shit. Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham. Nine was Big Boss Groove by the Style Council. Eight was No Ooh. Second Prize by Jimmy Barnes. Seven was What's Love Got ah. to Do With It by Tina Turner. Six was When Dove's ah. Cry by Prince. Five, "Burn For You by NXS. Excess. Four, I Can Dream About You by Dan Hartman. Three, Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Two, Ghostbusters Ray Parker Jr. And the number one song was Careless Whisper by George Michael. So we'll have a look at that chart uh, in its entirety next week, and we'll make sure we get to it uh, nice and early because we've had so many things to talk about in our visit from our um, discount Savings Man um, was too good not to have this week, so we've Look, had to fit all that in, so we've, we'll do the to be week.
2: honest. To be honest, Kev, I think we should just have a podcast just about the man <laughs> from the Chinese <laughs> shop. I think, you know, our sport and our music is taking up too much time. Mm. All people really want to hear we, is what the Chinese man is up to we'd this We'd probably get week. How, we many, love him.
1: how many million listeners would we get for that, Finey?
0: Oh, how many listeners do you have? I listen to podcasts.
2: Whole China it has seven hundred and fifty million listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're working on I mean, it. You, know, you do not have
0: a store. <laughs> <laughs> You told me you
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're going to get Mannix to pay a visit to that shop in the next few weeks, and we'll see uh, what transpires. So, so thank you, Mister Mannix. It's been lovely catching up with you, and thanks, Toad. Been good catching up with you too. Yeah, you are I mean, toad. Not even a frog. No, no, not even a frog. You are told. You have, you uh, have warts. You are told. You, uh, you, but you've had the hex put on you, finally. I'm, I'm a little worried. We'll see what happens. I would not cook and eat you. No. no Ribbit. Right. <laughs> Ribbit. Thank you, boys. Uh, have a good week. Take care. Talk to you next week.
2: Ribbit. God bless. <laughs> Ribbit.
0: You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.